I am Natalie. In my work as a healer, therapist and in this podcast, I consult the spirits, guides and counselors. I have been working this way for over 13 years and this connection has existed from the day I entered this world. In this podcast, in the heart of being, a spiritual journey, the spirits, guides and counselors connect me to the layers of being, dimensions and the library of knowledge, where we connect the spirit with the body, which I love to share with you all. Will you join us in our quest, weaving the unknown into the known? So welcome. Today, me and Disha are going to talk about lightheartedness, bringing the child back into your life. When we were children, we were not worried about everything in life. We were just, we were doing what we were doing and we would enjoy it or we would hate it or we would be angry, but it was much more clear. And then sometimes people tell me, yeah, but I'm a grown-up now. I cannot be a child. I said, you don't have to be a child, but you can use the qualities you had as a child to be curious, to walk around and be amazed with everything you see, that aliveness can come back into your life. And I was talking to this guy the other day, and he said, yeah, but I have so much trauma and things like that. Of course, we have experienced all those things But I believe the most important thing is is when we allow ourselves to be the child again, also those things can be resolved. Because when the child comes back in our lives in the beginning, if we have big traumas, um, it comes with sadness and with pain. But not to haunt you. He says, know me, see me, let me go. Release me, you know. And when you do... After a while, the sadness and the anger and the fear or whatever it was disappears. And then the qualities of you as a child, they just rise to the surface. And then you buy a teepee, for example, as I did the other day. (laughs) And when I, I think it's very nice to see when someone comes to my practice, some come inside and say, Natalie, you have a teepee. And they're very surprised. I say, yes, I do. say, why? And I always think, hmm, that child needs a little bit more attention. But I also have others. They come inside and say, <gasps> and they take off the shoes and they go into the teepee right away. And then later they said, oh, I should have asked you. I said, no. But the child became so happy. You know, there was, and he said, oh, I had one as a child and I really enjoyed it and I played with it and I slept in it. And, you know, like with these little things, we just awaken a part of ourselves that we need to create, that we need to feel alive. But the main thing to get that part back into our lives is to take responsibility. Responsibility for what has happened in your life. We can always say, this person did this to me. So yes, of course, this person did that. But you are the one that can solve it. Otherwise, you have this monkey on the back for the rest of your life. And of course, there are many things that happen that can be very deep inside ourselves. And you don't have to go to to the core of the pain immediately, you know, you just... It's like you're taking steps, you're going in, I always say sometimes into the dungeon Mm -hmm. and you're taking your own light. Yeah. But the light is always with you until the moment you die, you know, and it it doesn't matter how dark it is, with the light you have, you always light up the room. So even if it is, it has been dark times, 
painful things you have experienced. If you can connect with this part of you and take responsibility, you light it up. And every time it becomes lighter and lighter and lighter. And in a way, you need courage to take responsibility. Yeah. This reminds me of, um, well, this was a practice I used to do as well. It's the inner child mm. practice. You know, it's to to imagine holding a hand mm. of a little me many years ago and uh, to say things or uh, comfort that person, that child, the way I would have preferred mm. or wanted at that time. And it really helps to stay connected with the inner child. Yeah. Um, but it also reminds me then to keep the curiosity alive as well. So perhaps we talk about how everyone else can start practicing this. Yeah. So I know this, uh, this practice and I always say to someone, you know, like if this little child would be here on the floor just crying, if it was not you, you know, would you just leave it there? Or would you just ask to say, what's going on? You know, do you need some help? So why wouldn't you do that with your own, you know, this part of you? And I, I bought this one. We call it happy egg. <laughs> because sometimes someone comes to me and they're really sad. I say, okay, it's time for happy egg. And happy egg is like this um, fluffy uh, toy with uh, white and yellow and the yellow has a happy face. So I give uh, happy egg and I said, just hold it for a second. And then they do and they take it to the heart and then slowly they calm down, they calm down. And I said, you just go out and buy one yourself. But once I had one of my clients, she was so upset. She was so upset. So I gave her happy egg. She didn't let go of happy egg at all. She just left with the <laughs> But happy egg. I said, okay, she needed, she really needed happy egg. <laughs> and um, the, uh, then a couple of weeks later, she came and she said, Natalie, I just took it home. I said, yeah, I saw. <laughs> I said, I bought a new one. I said, you keep that one. Yeah. You keep that one. And sometimes other, I tell other people, just, just take a little stone or something and put it in your pocket. And every time in a way you feel hurt, because most of the times when we feel hurt, it's the little child that comes up. It's a little child that comes up and, and, and has this feelings of insecurity or not good enough or uh, it reminds you of your childhood, of other things you have experienced. Because when we haven't resolved those issues, they show, show themselves in our lives until we get courageous, take responsibility and dare to face them. Mm. I said, and just hold it for a second. In a way, you're holding the child. Mm. It's a beautiful way to also navigate our day-to-day -day life uh, and to develop, I would say, necessary skills in, in, in managing our emotions mm -hmm. as an adult. Yeah. But also, I, I, I think we can talk about uh, the fun side of uh, True. keeping our inner child. True. But with the managing in the, in the emotions, I still have to uh, say something about that, is um, I think almost 80 or 90% of our emotions have to do with our past. Mm. Yeah. So that when we start working with our child, then the emotions become more uh, stable in a way. And then the other things of the child service. And actually, you know, we, we call it the inner child, but it is who we truly are. 
but it shows in in first stages it shows where it got hurt over time you know but i'm i'm making this like this movement and you just just you're taking the layers off the layers off the layers off until you get to the core of this um part of you that came in so what happens when you start working with the inner child when you are become courageous when you take responsibility oh, like magic comes back to life you get amazed with everything you're so i always say like the, the people with down syndrome are so far ahead than we are because they have so much hard consciousness and in a way they're very pure in the way they respond on everything and when we allow ourselves to to get of the la- to shed the layers of the past to shed the layers of of what happened in this life then we become more hard consciousness ourselves and from that our consciousness expands and um yeah the world touches us but we touch the world also it's uh, it reminds me with children their emotional experience is very in the moment mm-hmm. and uh, they do not carry that baggage yeah. in the next moment yeah and that's how they live yeah until the programming and their conditioning exactly. kicks in exactly that's what i always say is like when when a child when it it's it's and that's what with people with down syndrome you see most of the time the same they are like oh ooh. and then someone tries to take their bike for example when they're chilling they're like angry it was my bike and then they see the swing ooh swing <laughs> and they just forget about it you know but we in a way take we have grudges you did this wait a second we are here now at this moment yeah yeah that happened but the way i feel the way i respond the way i see the world is mine and has nothing to do with whatever happened if i believe that then i become a victim and then the world rules me but i rule the world because it's my world as it is yours mm. and the child is just the one that's paving the way and for us it's just to need to follow the stones and first they're very uh ooh, rocky or uh, sharp in a way you know because it asks you to be courageous you remember when we were sometimes you climb this this these mountains you're like ooh <laughs> scary it's scary but it's also the sense of adventure yeah. curiosity yeah and lack of fear and you just keep on going because Well you know you know that it is scary but imagine when you're at the top wow and then on the way you just stop and you look at the environment and you say like wow look at all this beauty and most of the times you're so in it that we cannot see the beauty of anything anymore but when we elevate ourselves and in a way you do when you climb the mountain yeah physically but you can also do it like mentally emotionally and spiritually you know you can climb the mountain But when you do you get this overview and everything seems different. So sometimes you're so caught up in 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 being human in 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 the things that are not working out in our lives that we become them. Mm. We become them. But then when someone comes or you find a way to elevate yourself, you listen to certain music for example or or you go for a walk or you go into nature or you go to a friend and he makes he or she makes you laugh. then from one moment to the next whoop it's like you're in the elevator and you and you get a little bit uh, you go to the highest floor or maybe to the 30th or the 40th you know it doesn't matter but it elevates you and then you let go 
I love this analogy of uh, taking your inner child, going to a different elevator where your inner child lives, and then doing everything that your inner child would do, <laughs> including all the fun hobbies that you had. It's wonderful. Yeah. You know, sometimes people tell me, like, I don't know, they're not, they're, don't, I don't, I'm not interested in anything, I don't know what I like. I said, what did you like as a child? And he said, oh, I love to draw. I said, start doing that again. Yeah, but it will get me nowhere. I said, you don't know. You do not know. And even if it would not become a profession, who cares? You love it. You grow from it. I think our society's obsession with the outcome of everything we do yeah. stops people from doing things because we expect some kind of monetary reward or something out of yeah. it. But it's like you say, the joy is in the process. The joy is in the process. And, and the burden of, the, of today's society is uh, being important. Mm. Being important. Matter and being important. But when you're making this sketch and you're totally into it, and um, like a critic would say, oh, it doesn't look any, uh, it, it's, it's nothing, you know, but you enjoy this process. What you radiate to the world, out to the world, is so much more than someone that is trying to impress someone else. Because it's not from the heart, it's from the mind, it's from the ego. Mm. It's from the hat. But when you are creating something, like waves of energies you, you throw into the world, and even if that's not the reason why you do it, it's something that just happens. And that's why we love to be in the vicinity of children. Oh, yeah. Because they have this vibrant energy, mm. depending where they grow up, of course. But still, then they do. Yeah. They have this vibrant energy, and they create, and, and then they destroy, and then they laugh, and then create again, and then they destroy. <laughs> because, you know, it's not... And then they become angry because the other boy sitting next to them destroyed their, their beautiful tower, and then they destroyed their tower. And they're like, what? And then they need to laugh about it or they fight and then you know but it's all balanced in a way but the creation process is the one when we connect to the child inside ourselves. the only creation comes to existence if we let go of the personality of the person we think we are now next time me and Disha will talk about the soul the one that decided to enter your body, to experience the life you have at this moment, in the good and in the bad, in the sadness and in the joy. Everything that you experience is something your soul wanted to encounter. For sometimes we do not understand why things happen in our lives, but later on we will. But more about that in our next episode. If you have any questions, you can leave them in the Q&A section on Spotify or your own favorite podcast app. And then anytime soon, we will dedicate an episode to the questions and the answers. In the meantime, you can connect with us on natalienevely.nl and on Instagram, in the heart of being. Thank you for listening. See you next time.